0: Another day. All right, let's ride. who kept listening to this podcast during my hiatus i really appreciate it and thank you for anybody new that happened to pick it up i checked the stats recently and it seems like people have been listening to it even though i haven't done it since like december of 2019 so i appreciate if anybody shared it anybody talked to somebody else about it i appreciate all that man and for those of you who don't know i call myself blackout the podcast is obviously no play in this ride you should have saw it when you clicked on the little icon or you did it by accident. However you got here, you hear, here, and I'm glad you here. And the first thing I want to address is my time away from doing this because this is something that I really love to do. This podcast where I sit in my car and I talk to myself this little monologue or whatever you want to call it, I really, really love to do it. I barely edited it. I put it out pretty much raw because I realized in the past that Life ain't edited. And I'm talking about things that affect my life on a daily basis. And even though the hiatus happened and I haven't done this in a while, I want to do it the same way. I don't need to make it perfect or whatever. I just kind of put some subjects down throughout the week and then I just go. I basically just go. I get into it and then I'm done with it. This is my own little therapeutic exercise, I guess. And I noticed the difference when I didn't do it. I just seemed off a little bit and I really believe it's because I didn't have a release. Nowhere to really put my emotions and my thoughts that I didn't want to share with people or nothing I could do where I wasn't interrupted. So I, I came to this and I really appreciate, again, I know I'm being repetitive. I just really appreciate those who've listened, whoever sees this podcast pop back up and starts to listen to it again. I'm really going to appreciate it, man, because I mean, as much as I don't care I appreciate that somebody takes the time to hear what I got to say. And whether you agree or disagree, the fact that you that you did that or even gave it a chance, I can appreciate that. So thank you for everybody who did it. And man, hopefully this doesn't happen again. The plan and the goal is for it not to happen again where I'm not consistent. There's been things, work basically things, where I've been away from home and I can't do what I wanted to do moving overseas is a is a wild experience, especially when you separate it from your family. And then you got to work hard to get your family back over here with you so you guys could be together until you need that time. Then you got work scheduled with that. And for those of you who know or those of you who don't know, I do this uh, recording in my car. So when I got here, I didn't have a car. So for me, I had nowhere to really record because I didn't want to be the person in my house holding my family hostage because... I need people to be quiet while I record this podcast. No, you just get in the car and do it. Same thing I did at home. Hence the name, you no know, no playing this ride. I wanted to keep it as, as similar as possible, and that was one of the things I didn't want to bend on. So when I got my whip, I said, you know what? I'm going to get back to it and go on back to doing this in the car. And for me, it's become my comfort zone. It's like the place I take refuge. I just go, do my little podcast, and then I'm good. I'm back to my my chakras, I guess, come back into alignment or whatever. And then I'm good to to go on about my week until I do it all again in the week. So I really appreciate that you guys are listening and I, I thank you for that. One of the things I want to talk about is that um living in Japan has been a completely, not a completely different experience, but an experience that has kind of narrowed and nailed down on why I have issues with my origin country, the U.S. Um, Not really my origin, but you know what I mean. It's just, there's so much that's subtle. The subtle differences here. Like, the things that make me believe that this country, while, you know, of course being focused on business, like, they're focused on people and harmony and making sure that things work out the best for the whole. And that's one of the things you can you can have when you can get the majority of your people on one accord now there's notoriously low immigration rates in japan and maybe because they were such a closed off society or whatever back in the day and they recently started to open up i don't know when i couldn't give you dates i'm just going off things i've looked at and things i've kind of read or whatever but it's it's not like you can just you can't just come here and without knowing anything and expect to just to just dive right into the community right you have there's there's barriers like the language is like completely different from ours the culture is somewhat different the food is different there's different customs things you you wouldn't do back home it's okay for you to do here and then vice versa you just gotta kinda learn it and the thing that helps make it not easy but it make the thing that makes you actually wanna do it the part of the culture that makes you actually wanna do it is the people the people here are super friendly like, once you get here and you you lose your inhibition to try to attempt to speak the language because you're embarrassed, once you lose that and you attempt to say something, like, the people are very appreciative of you trying to speak the language here. So it makes me look at home and think about how much we are assholes because we treat people who can't speak English poorly without knowing the situation. We don't know how long that person's been here. We don't. We don't know where they come We may know where they came from, but we don't know their circumstances. And it's one of those things where, like, it just irritates the shit out of me when people do that. Especially, like, I've I probably said it on this podcast a million times. It's really irritated when someone is struggling to speak English because it's their second language, and the person that's ridiculing them or treating them poorly speaks only one language. You only speak English. You don't know what it's like to have to translate things as you think them before you speak them. And then of course some of the things aren't gonna line up, but at least that person's trying. And me being in Japan, that's been like really eye-opening. Like I feel stupid all the time. It's just in my job because I'm around people that speak more than one dialect, you know, two different languages, whatever. They It's, it's just mind-blowing to me being from a society where we only really speak one language. And because we speak English, and because of what our country is, we export We export um, entertainment, really, sports, whether it's movies, music, whatever. We export that all over the world. And, you know, the U.S. is a major player on a global scale, absolutely. So a lot of people just tend to learn to speak English. So they try to communicate to you in English because it's kind of forced upon them to learn, to be able to understand a lot of what's going on in the rest of the world because of, like, the U.K., the U.S., Australia, it just, we're major players in the world. So to understand and have some type of essay, what's going on, you got to learn English. It's not going to hurt you. It's like how they got people learning Mandarin now in the US because international business is going to be so big, it only makes sense to learn the language of the other countries that are going to be in power. And it's just one of the things about Japan I appreciate, like them appreciating the effort for you to try to speak the language instead of you getting ridiculed. It's, it's, it's really nice. It's just a really welcoming society. Like, there was a while ago when I happened to be walking through, like, one of the shopping areas. And random people stopped me, like, hey, try this food. Here's a beer. Like, man, that's that's pretty cool. Like, you know, I'm from nowhere around here. And you stopped and offered me some of your food to open up a little bit of your culture to me. And I could really appreciate that. But it's the, it's the subtle things. Whenever, if you ever get to come over here, I highly... Highly advise you make you make a trip over here if, if it's within your financial limitations. Just come check it out. Come see how it is when everybody's on one accord. How clean the streets are. How the, the courteousness, I don't even know that's a, if that's a word. It extends to even how they produce their products. There's like little things on soda cans so that when you try to pop the soda can open, instead of ripping your nail out, there's a little groove where you can easily just slide your nail up, open it up. The straws, like the straws, instead of having the paper where you tear it and it jacks all up, it's like it's it's made so that when you can just rip off the top part and just pull the straw out. The start the bathroom stall goers go all the way down from floor to ceiling just to give you more privacy. The way the the toilet flush is easy, just little just little stuff like that that you wouldn't even think of. It's just like oh, this makes so much more sense. And perfect example for me is I went bowling today, and even the way their bowling shoes are just. It just seems a lot smarter. You can loop, you can loop one and it's like a straps You can loop one to another and then you can connect it with a button so that way the shoes don't get lost. Just a different way of thinking about stuff that we in the U.S. don't do. It's just one of these things that you can take back to the U.S. and improve the quality of life there. And I think that's because as a whole, they're focused on keeping people happy. Now you'll hear the the other side of it where you get the Japanese salary man and they're going crazy working themselves to death. and I don't know anybody in the country to that level, but I'm pretty sure it does exist. From things I've seen, it does exist, but just the the part that I've had the experience with, I, I love it, it's been positive, man, and I I look forward to enjoying my time and eating the food and all that, just learning more about the culture. So if you ever get a chance to come out to Japan, I highly advise you come out and, and enjoy it. Bring the kids, it's safe, it's family friendly. I haven't been to Tokyo yet, so I don't know how family-friendly Tokyo is. I would assume it is, but it's just really busy. And the roads and everything may confuse you, but you'll be fine. There's apps, Google Translate. Apple just put a a, a built-in translation app on their phone, so you'll be fine. Get an iPhone and, and find a way around the city. You'll be just fine. Now, one thing that kind of put a damper on my um, experience here is having to deal with this COVID-19 shit. Now, I got here in the beginning of 2019 right and man no i got here towards the end of 2019 excuse me i got here toward right towards the end of 2019 and when i tell you like i i just was hoping like this wasn't as big as i thought it was gonna be i was thinking it was a just you know like another flu i was thinking it's like another flu it'll come it'll go i think a lot of people thought that except for people really in the know that this was just like another flu pandemic, and it was gonna come and it was gonna go, and everything would be just fine. But that was not the case. Like we, we, we whiffed on this, and Japan acted very quickly at first. They shut everything down, and got their numbers to drop for the most part. And then it didn't really go back up until they opened some other country up. But in the U.S., man, shit was wild. Like from what I could see when I was when I was able to see stuff when I wasn't going working it was wild, man. Like people arguing over wearing masks. I heard about people coughing and other children and people's children's face because they're mad. And of course it got politicized because in the U S it's during the election season, we got nothing else to do but to argue with other people. But this, this shit was real. And luckily for me being in and out and being gone and I haven't had to to face it being over here in Japan on the level of my counterparts back in the states. So for you guys in the states, it's it's been a mess. It looks like I don't know. Like I haven't really been there. I missed a lot of news while I was gone. But I've just heard about people arguing about wearing masks and not wanting to go to 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 put the mask on and go places, and people arguing about going into establishments. Because they don't feel like they should have to wear a mask. And if you got your mask on, why should I have to wear mine? Just, you know, petty shit. And that's the one thing about being in Japan. Like, everybody was always, like, they're all on the court. Some people were wearing it anyway. It's just to act of courtesy. Like, if I'm sick and I'm going to go out in public, I'm going to wear a mask because I'm already sick. Somebody got me sick, and I don't want you to get sick. So I'm going to put this mask on if I go out. That was already a part of their culture. So for them to have to put it on to you know not die or spread a deadly disease, it was it seemed like it was just easy. Like one day we, I went out, and everybody had masks on, including myself. I still do it to this day. I gotta wear one when I when I'm at work. It's, it's no big deal. It's like, you adjust to the situation, because, what if I got, what if I got the virus? Right, I'm positive carrier of the virus, but yeah, I got it, but I'm immune. Do I not care? Do I just say, well, fuck everybody else, good luck? I mean, to me, that's idiotic. What if I cough and there's a child or older person with a weaker immune system, and then now they got it? And then, you know, how hard it is to control a child with them coughing and how bad their hygiene can be when they're little and they don't know any better. Say they cough on another kid, and then you got it spread, and I think that's exactly how it spreads. People just being knuckleheads, not washing their hands, things like that. Everybody knows more than the doctors and the scientists. And they want to, they just do it to side somewhere politically or just to be anti, just to, because they feel like they want to do whatever they want to do. I don't know why. I really don't. But what I, I really don't understand is why for us it's so easy as Americans living over here to just comply. But then Americans back in the States, it's just not. Like, I don't understand the the thinking behind it like if especially when the impact there was so wild so many people going to hospitals so many people dying from this shit it just didn't it just doesn't register to me like politics aside affiliations aside why you just wouldn't do this like why would you play with this disease like it's cool we go crazy during flu season wash your hands there's there's promo everywhere, advertisements everywhere for flu shots, wash your hands, all that. We can accept that the flu vac the flu will will jack you up. But this virus that's killing people globally, we don't want to comply with that. You might as well stop washing your hands. You might as well eat off the floor, stop wearing your seatbelt, stop wearing shoes, take your guns off safety. Like I mean that's the logic behind that to me. It's like, this This is something that can harm you, but you decide not to do it. It's like the, it's like condoms, I guess. That's why HIV and STD still spread because people just don't get it through their head that there's things that you gotta do to protect yourself and those that you're gonna be involved with. I guess it's one of those things. That's the only thing I can equate it to because for me, it just doesn't make sense. And then the virus just spreads and spreads and spreads to so where it's out of control. And to the point where it's affecting everybody's economy. Well, not every, well, yeah, globally it's affecting the economy, especially us in the US. And now they have to do these stimulus packages and checks and everything because people are losing their jobs. I'm pretty sure there's whole businesses and industries that are starting to collapse because of this. And it's crazy. Like, it's it's, it's real, it's real crazy to me. Like, just take some time and just think about other people. There's no way that you can convince me that not wearing a mask when you go out in public, is. there's no way you can convince me that it's not just a selfish act based on your own ego. At some point, you gotta learn to let go of your ego and think about the rest of society. Think about your grandparents. Think about kids if you got them. Think about the neighbor's kids. Think about somebody else's grandparents or anybody that might just have a disease you may not know about. You don't know who you're gonna affect. You don't know who is supposed to go to the hospital and visit a family member and you just go out and about without your mask on, coughing on people because you just feel like you shouldn't have to do it because you want to blame the Chinese. You better look and see who developed this virus. That's what you need to do. Look and see who developed this, like really look into it and, and delve into it and see who developed this virus. You might be surprised. You might be really surprised when you find out what is all behind this. And I'm not going to go into it, but I was going to go ahead and look it up. And see who's behind it. Were there a part of it? Sure. There's another part of it, too. You should go go ahead and look it up and see what you find out. You might be really surprised. And that still isn't going to... It's not going to keep you safe. You're doing that out of ego. It's not going to do nothing for you. And that's what about Japan I love, about the society's thinking about the whole and not just about what i want to do right now but i see a lot of that here even some americans don't want to do it here like this parts of you go in japan where i'm at where you go in the dirty part is only where foreigners are it's, it's mind-blowing to me you walk around the city it's clean everywhere the only place that look like the ghetto is where all the foreigners are and where we congregate to go drink and eat and act a fool it was mind blowing at first, but now I just I just understand that's 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 unfortunately who we are. We just gotta do the opposite of what we're told. Like America Americans have a rebellious spirit, very rebellious spirit, but I guess it's so woven into our history that, you know, we we embrace it. Except when black people do it. Which leads me to my next topic. Like there's a a lot that went in with this with this protest and these people being killed mr floyd Breonna taylor like there's there's lots of of emotion behind it for me because i feel almost like i abandoned people because i wasn't there and i know it's not like solely my responsibility but it's it's just wild like i just have this feeling of responsibility within myself not to put myself above nobody or beneath or whatever i just i feel responsible like I should have been there to help people go through this, to deal with this, to be able to talk to people. Because my fear is that now things are so turned up on either side, whether you are law enforcement or whether you are a protester where whether you are anti-protester, protesting the protest, that the riots are now, in, like, inevitable at this point. Like, it's going to be that semi-race war that people that we were warning about or people were promising, like, in the 80s, 90s, whatever, like the race war that everybody said was coming is like slowly building to that point. And that is an unfortunate idea that's in my brain that I don't want to see happen because it's to the point where you got angry white people on the same side as black people getting killed or being harmed by other white people that are against, the, that are opposed to the side that the majority of black people want. And I won't even say majority, That a segment of black society is on this side, a segment of black society is on the other side, And the same with white society and other minority groups, we're all all split up, right? But the the point of this is, is that it's gotten to a point where it's not even about being heard, it's about being felt. Like, for those of us on my side of it who think that it's messed up and completely unacceptable, we want to be heard, but we want to be felt. I want you to feel what I'm saying. Because people have been talking for a long time, and I have... I take issue, you know, with people... Tearing up other people's stuff. I don't want nobody's stuff to get torn up. I don't want nobody's business to get ruined. None of that. I really don't. I'm, a, I'm, I'm against rioting to an extent, but... I understand the frustration. Because how long can you be peaceful for? We've been marching and protesting for decades. Decades. And still it seems like nothing's going to change. And people actually have to start tearing shit up to get people's attention. Like, we not with the sit down and just take this because this is what you want us to do, that part of our society is over with. That part of society is over with. It's going to take things like getting more black doctors, lawyers, police officers, really. But then I look at it and it's like, if I'm a young black kid, right, growing up in this time frame right now, what is the likelihood that I want to work with the police or have anything to do with law enforcement? When it looks like, to me, me being my normal self, my normal black self, I'm a threat. And that's who's putting me in jail, our police officers. That's who's whooping my ass, is police officers. And the DAs and the assistant DAs are the people making sure I go to jail or nothing happens to these officers when they get in trouble, like, they're being protected. If I'm young and black and Hispanic or an Asian or, or um, Arab, or I'm a Muslim, or something. It's like, what about what's going on in our society makes me feel safe? From the politicians to the people who commentate on on our uh, on the political happenings in the in the country, what makes me feel safe? Nothing. Nothing. Like as a, as a black man living outside the U.S., like. Not having to deal with that has been so peaceful that when I look at it on the news, it looks scary to me. Something that was my norm, like, okay, the police are over here, okay, heart started beating, things other people don't have to deal with. is like, it's, it's wild for me to look at it now. I'm like, that's that's crazy. Now I have the view of a foreigner looking at the US, we look like fools. All those resources, all this entertainment, all this stuff, we look crazy. Because we can't conduct ourselves, and it's really unfortunate that these what were supposed to be peaceful protests, I would hope, turn into riots. It it sucks, man. Because that's like you trying to get your point across, and then something happens where you get antagonized, and it goes completely left or right, depending on how you feel about it. It, it really sucks because you 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 invalidate everything you were trying to prove. But at the same time, it's like, what do you do? You try to create laws, you get locked out of creating laws. And then you get stuck in this spot where you got other black people telling you, know, you're just lazy, or you're just this, that, and the third, and that. And that, to me, like, it just, it messes everything up. And there's a, in politics and, and policy and all that shit, it's school, but it's like, if we would get our shit together on the level that Japan is and all get on one accord. And all be Americans. I think things will work out. But there's so much conflict. In our country. That it's going to take. A whole lot of time. Before we get there. It's going to take a whole lot of change. In thought process before we even get there. And we can accept that. Now there's parts of society where it's like that. But when it comes to race and politics. And for some even religion like that. That shit just don't exist. That cohesion the national cohesion just it just isn't there. We need the right leaders. We need the right people speaking out on behalf of the leaders. Because I I was having this discussion with one of the homies and he's black and he's he voted for Trump and all this and the third and I'm like that's cool bro do what you do I'm like it's not it's you know whatever hey I mean, man I respect your right to voice your opinion do that and you but you can't just go out and and start an argument to try to get people to see your point. Like, it doesn't work like that. That's that's for the news channels to do. That's how they get ratings because you aren't talking to me like I'm somebody already on your side because you'd be rating the things that you feel like I support. That's not how you gain support. It's like, hey, look at this policy. How do you feel about it? This is why I like it. Why do you agree or disagree? That's just the way I, I, I look at it. Because I talked at length about how you got these political commentators who make your living on speaking on whatever's going on in the country and they take their partisan point of view and they blow it up, especially the black ones, especially the black conservatives. And like, let's say even black liberals, even black liberals, like you are not going to reach a black conservative if you're insulting them when you're talking to them. And if you're a black conservative, you're not going to reach a black liberal if you're if you're insulting them while you're talking to them. It doesn't work you have to get to a point where you stop trying to get appreciated by your side and you're really trying to to get your message across. Like, what's the end result? Do you want Do you just want the applause from the people that you support, like, holding you up? Like, yeah, you did a good job. You made them look crazy by telling them all the policies and what they believe in politically is trash. Or do you want to get your message across to get that person on your side and to get them thinking more like you? If you got the proper process to improve the country, like, what is the real goal? And that's the discussion I was trying to have with him, but his mindset was to the fact that like, no people are lazy, this that and the third, they don't want to listen. They just think because if you support conservatives, you a coon and this and the third. Like you saying you saying that you not listening. you're not listening. I'm trying to tell you like, bro, you may not be wrong based on what you want people to policy wise, based on what you want people to see policy wise, you may not be wrong. But you lose them at the beginning of the conversation because they're not even thinking about what you're saying. Not the content of what you're saying. At this point, you've insulted me from the gate. I'm already thinking about my rebuttal. And then that person may not even listen. They may cut you off. So if you really want to change our culture, if if you really want to improve the culture, come to people in a way that's going to make you be easily listened to. Come to them in an engaging in an engaging manner so that they want to listen to you and that they want to gain something from you taking up their time and talking to them. If you go about it that way, whether liberal or conservative, I'm pretty sure you'll have a lot more success. That's like giving somebody cold food when they come to your restaurant. Like, I don't want no damn... Co- Why would I want to come back here? Like, you've already given me some bullshit. I'm not going to keep eating this. Like, nah, I'm cool. I don't want to deal with that no more bring something warm and hot that smells good to the table. Don't bring me some cold shit that looks stale. What the fuck am I going to do with that? I'm going to be ready to go before I even start the meal. Like reel me in. Make me believe what you're saying is going to improve my life somehow. And that's just how I feel like it's been like just looking at it like from the protest to not getting support from the protest to black people not being on one accord to white people being on two split accords to us being together then divided it just it's like a Rubik's cube of emotions and reactions to shit and I just don't know how you fix it with everybody being at odds. I think it's gonna take something like terrible, terrible, and then there's, there's been tragedies that happened to where it's even leaked over to that. Now I've talked about basketball a lot, a whole lot, about goats and all this shit that I don't even really care to discuss no more. There's too much real shit going on in the world. But when my man Kobe died, it was like, damn, it, it shook me. Because, like, he just seemed like one of, you know, the all-time greats that you're going to watch get old. Like, I was, I couldn't wait. It's going to sound crazy, but I kind of couldn't wait to see older Kobe. Older Kobe, like, still seeing him at 67, having that that tenacity to him, like, how we got to see Bill Russell. To go into his his old age and just be a beacon of greatness and legendary status that all the other NBA players players aspire to be, like I really wanted that for Kobe. How Joe, we got to watch Jordan get older. Like I want to watch Kobe get older. Like I want to watch LeBron get older. And it, it made me realize that we spend a lot of time worrying about bullshit instead of just instead of just embracing it and and appreciating the moment watching this man do baseline reverse dunk after baseline reverse dunk and hitting buzzer beaters and playing defense and all that. And, like, even LeBron. Like, LeBron, me not being, I guess, me being critical of LeBron in comparison to other players, like, well, to basically Kobe and Mike. But then me not even really taking the time to me or me just completely negating the fact of how much I love to watch him play. And it's just like I had to sit there and I had to really – Look at myself and look at the answer was right there, right in front of me. Where the NBA players, the subject matter experts were saying, like, just enjoy it. Like, just why we got to debate who was great, who this, that, and the third. Just watch the game, man. Just enjoy it, because when they retire, you are gonna miss them. That that's and that's just the truth. Like, you can debate all day long. You can like Jordan better, miles better than LeBron, or whatever. Cool. You could be a guy like I was that was dead set on that. But I still had to, when I sat and look at it, I gotta answer the questions. Like, I still love to watch this guy play. So why am I even wasting my time? You just gotta enjoy it because before you know it, he's gonna hang him up. And and that's what, like the the Kobe Bryant passing away, it did that for me. And then with that, people still find a way to come in, to come into, um, what's the I'm looking for a word. They, they feel something to found a way to be combative about it. You know what I mean? It's like, why are we being argumentative about this when we just we just got to appreciate it? Like, I've been in the room where I've heard people make a joke about Kobe Bryant, how he died. I It took everything in me not to cuss this person out, and it's because she's she's a young white woman. She don't know no better. She's just saying some shit that she heard her friends say. She's just making a joke that she thinks is funny because he didn't mean shit to her. In her world... He's just another famous person that played basketball guy, paid a whole lot of money. And that's all she knows beyond even the allegations of sexual assault that happened to him um, when he was younger. Like, she didn't even, not even thinking about that. Like, she just made a joke she thought was funny. And it's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And she she came and she apologized because she saw that it bothered me or whatever. And I just told her, like, I don't want to talk about this with you. Because it ain't nothing. I can't make you understand this. I can't. It's just like you don't understand the the depth of this person's greatness. And the the thing about Kobe that was so great was that he talked about work ethic, about how he had to go train to be where he was at, to be that tenacious and to have that will and that drive to be successful, to will other people with you. Like he had to work on himself first. And that's something that that resonates like with me and I would hope a lot of other people, especially like young black people, because I think in order for our community to go forward, we need that mama mentality. Hey, we got to work on this. We got to be great. So we can go out here and affect everything else. Great. But it's just the the, the fact of getting on that accord. And I, I think that's, um, that's like a, a huge step in, in a direction of progression for us as a people to like, to go back and, and to be on that killer mic shit into like i'm gonna buy this neighborhood and and try to build it up to improve the quality of their life and the spot where i'm from like yeah leave it's cool you're gonna get you're gonna get some money you're gonna move out the neighborhood but do something to get back go back and be a mentor it ain't got to be money just doing it your time and show people there's another way of doing stuff man like i i think that will go a long way i think it could I, I, i've seen people do it with me just at work and i try to do it with other young black males and women and just anybody who, who takes the time to listen. Like, I have to reinvest in my community some way, shape, or form in order to improve it. That's just where I'm at. And that means me, instead of reacting to people who have opposing views, I have to listen to them to kind of see where they're at. But if they're coming to me in a way that's that's not going to make me be more receptive... I have to stop like listen, if you want me to listen to you, I'ma need you to to tailor your message better to where I can be more receptive. I'm only human. I can only take so much of you being condescending and being nice. So if you really want to reach me, come to me in a way that's gonna make this a more a more a more likable um, lesson, a more tolerable conversation. Come to me in a way like that. Reduce some of your ego. And just explain to me your point of view so I can actually listen and hear you and provide you with feedback whether or not and wait for you to shut the fuck up. That's the type of shit I'm on. And that's what that's what's important leading into this election that we got going on. And with this election is like I'm seeing the same stuff I saw when I was back in the States. It, it's like nothing's changed if only it's gotten worse because we've had four years of one, right? And I'll say for me, starting back, because of my age, towards the end of Clinton's second term, that's when it started to ratchet up, right? Then you, get, then you get Bush in there, and okay, we got 9-11, and we got all this conspiracy theories that come out, and then that starts to taper off once you get Obama in there, but then it becomes more race-inclined, right? And then that leads us to the guy we got now, and it's like race is like super super huge like it's like gigantic issue when it, and you got and the thing is it's not there's no black candidate running for president no prominent black candidate running for president right now now the vp is indian in jamaican for on the democratic side yes but it's like it's not like how the two the two candidates are one's black one's white and the race is still an issue because of the reaction to events involving race and and class and everything and the COVID and all that shit. And it's another arena where people just want to voice their opinion and be heard, vice listened listen to. You want be right for two seconds, get like, like, click, click, retreat, whatever, share, however you want to say it. But nobody really wants to get to the, the meat and potatoes of the problem. And I think that's, that's one of the reasons I'm glad I'm not there. Like, am I going to vote? Absolutely. My ballot is already off in the mail. I've already made my decision. But it's just like one of these things where, like, you really got to sit and listen to people if you want to understand the way they think. And I'm, I'm a person like that. Maybe I'm just weird. I want to know why you think differently than me. And I want to gain some type of understanding of where you're coming from so that when you talk to me, I can respond to you intelligently because I've been paying attention to what you've been telling me, if that makes sense. I'm, I'm just one of those. Like, I could be close-minded and be like, everything you're saying is trash, or I could try to listen. I can try to gain some understanding because I'm all about progression. Me arguing with you is not going to get me anywhere. And that's why I urge my friends who on Facebook, like, get you a platform, man. If you really got something to say and you really want to get it out there and you really want to make a difference, get a platform. Instead of you typing the whole paragraph into the comment section and potentially putting out antagonizing memes or whatever, get on Facebook and go live. That way you can just spill your guts. Without being really interrupted. People can type down there. But you ain't got to read it. You just go live. And say what you got to say. Or you just record a video. Upload it that way. Get a YouTube channel. Get your camera. Set that shit up. Do a YouTube channel. Get yourself a podcast. That way you can get all your shit off. And not have to waste time. Replying back to people. This, that, and the third. You can present all your facts. Do all your research. All the little cute stuff you want to do. I support it. Do all that. And you go out there. And you just push it. To an extent whatever extent was it, is within your threshold, and then you can reply to people. But it, this gives you a way to not have to put the thumbs to work all the time, whatever, and and send it an off and reply back, or start a blog, or do something. like You don't have to, to do it on Facebook, because at this point, to be honest with you, if you still argue with people about their political affiliation, at this point in the game, they've already made their mind up. Their mind is already made up. Like, there's really nothing you can do to sway them at this point. You just, you argue for the sake of making yourself feel better and to feel smarter. That's just the way I see it. Like, I understand little jokes here and there, but when you're going that deep into it, it's like, okay. At what point do you really, you really want to be heard? And I understand debating for debate's sake, but set that shit up with somebody. You really want to debate, get on live and debate with them. Or y'all can go through Messenger and ask questions. Hey, I feel like this. Hey, I feel like this. Okay. Let's get let's get some understanding. Because it's a waste of energy. I used to do it about dumb shit. And now I realize how crazy I look. I could have been taking the online course. Instead, I responding to some idiot on Facebook I'm never going to meet. What's the point? Get it together. That's what we could do. We could just get our shit together. And figure out a way... To learn from each other, maybe then we can improve our quality of life. At that point, maybe we learn then, instead of wasting time with the internet and whatnot. But that's it, man. I'm gonna go ahead and shut it down. It's been, it's been good to get back to doing this, man. I, I missed y'all. I hope y'all miss me, man. I'm gonna do, try to do this as often as I can. And this has actually been the 100th episode. I waited almost a year to do it, but. Here I am, man, trying to trying to improve myself and get back to doing what I used to do, having my little therapy session. So I apologize if I talk too much. Hey, you ain't got to listen, man. <laughs> but uh, it's good to be back doing this, man. I hope y'all enjoy it. Y'all be easy out there, man. Change the world, man. Start with yourself. Change the world. Make it a better place. And listen to people. Listen to people. That's the first step. Listen to somebody else's experience and try to understand. And make yourself a better woman, man, or whatever it is you think you are. Y'all be so.